What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to another action-packed edition of the Another 71 podcast, where we make the CPA exam far, far, far more exciting than it was ever intended to be. As always, I'm your humble host, Jeff Elliott, a licensed CPA in the state of Kansas, by the grace of God, and to the chagrin of many, and the number is growing daily, I assure you, this is episode 100. Woohoo! Today is Thursday, December 9th, 2021. If you have any questions for the show, email jeff at another71.com or simply drop it in the comments below before we get started. If you hear me the if you hear me reference the ninja study framework, which coincidentally is the only way that you should be studying for the CPA exam, you can download the ninja study planner and all of the ninja goodies for three easy payments of free at another71.com forward slash free. First up, hey Jeff. I'm an international CPA student from Hong Kong. I'm just getting started with the CPA exam process. Do I have to travel to the U.S. to take my exams? If so, any recommendations on a state or city? Well, turns out uh, back in September, NASBA updated or put out a notice on their website, and I actually didn't know this. So we both are going to learn something here. Uh, NASBA says, Qualified candidates may schedule to take any U.S. CPA exam section in Japan or the Republic of Korea. CPA candidates may also schedule their exam sections at the Guam Prometric Test Center as it remains open and available for testing. And blah, blah, blah. Basically, if you live in any of the following territories, China, Hong Kong, Japan, Macau, Macau. <laughs> Mongolia, Republic of Korea, Republic of Singapore, Republic of the Philippines, Taiwan, and the good old U.S. of A. So hope that's helpful. So you can take your exams in um, South Korea or Japan now. Erica writes in, is it possible to study for FAR in less than a month and pass? If so, how much time is needed and what is the study method? I'm also working full-time using Ninja only. Can you study for FAR in a month, in less than a month? Uh, yes. Will it be fun? Absolutely not. Uh, is it recommended? No. Um, if you can, study for FAR for seven weeks while working full-time, six, seven weeks. If you absolutely have to pack it all into four weeks, then we have a Ninja, Ninja Study Planner, a four-week and a seven-week Ninja Study Planner. But of all of the exams to cram into four weeks, FAR is the last one on the list. I would say if you need to cram for four weeks, I would take auditing or I would take BEC. But FAR and regulation, um, are the worst exams to cram into four weeks if you're working full-time. If you're, if you're studying full-time, then that's fine. Emily writes in, I received a failing score of 70 for BEC. This is my third time taking it. Previous scores are 54 and 61. I'm a new Ninja CPA subscriber. I was wondering if you had any advice on the next steps for my BEC retake. I saw on your website, there's a four-week plan and a seven-week plan. Which do you recommend for this situation? Any advice and tips would be appreciated. All right. Third time taking BEC, 54, 61. Um, so, oh, 54, 61, and then 70. So fourth time, yeah. Um, so th this is your fourth time taking BEC. Got it, a little slow today. Um, <clears throat> so what I would do is I would download the seven week plan for BEC and uh, since you're a new ninja, then that means that you likely have not been using the ninja study framework, which is just a way to organize the material. And it's a more efficient and I believe a more effective way to study. Um, most courses say do module one videos, do module one questions, do module two videos, do module two questions. The ninja study framework says <clears throat> um, if you do your module one and two questions and weeks one and two, and then three and four, et cetera, 
when you're reviewing, you're going, you're going to have to go back and redo those because in week seven, you're not going to remember what you did in week one. So what the Ninja Framework says is let's basically batch process the whole thing. So nail the concepts. So get through all, doesn't say what other, what other course you're using with Ninja, but, um, or if you're going Ninja only, I don't know, but uh, you nail the concepts. So you get through, like if you're staying with the Ninja book only, you get through the Ninja book in like two weeks. If you're using Becker and Ninja, then you get through all your Becker videos in two weeks and take notes. Then you set that aside, we're done. Then switch over to Ninja MCQ and nonstop multiple choice questions, take notes over the ones that you miss or the ones that you get correct, but you think you might miss later. Then you spend a week rewriting your notes. It's a pain in the butt. Most people hate it. Um, most people don't do it because it's a pain in the butt. <clears throat> but I've never had anyone email me after doing it that said that they wish they hadn't. It's always the opposite. Thank you so much for recommending that. Because what it does is rewriting your notes causes you to reprocess everything that you've studied, everything you've highlighted, which you shouldn't highlight anyway, but <clears throat> everything that you've written down, it forces your brain to restudy the material. And then it all comes together in a final review. You uh, pick your top three weakest topics for BEC. Start with your weakest one, work backwards from weakest or strongest. So start with your weakest topic and, um, and do a set of 20 questions. So BEC, let's say cost accounting is your worst one. You do a set of 20, maybe score 50%. Do another set of 20, score 60. Do another set of 20 and score a, um, a 70. Then you move on to your next weakest topic. 70 is an arbitrary threshold, but um, that's what I recommend. That way you're reasonably proficient in your weakest topic and then you move on to your next weakest topic. So that's how, it, that's how I would retake BEC. <clears throat> Question, I started the Becker CPA review last June and have put off taking my exam or FAR three times. When I tried doing everything Becker said, it took me a month to get through one or two modules. Yes, that's modules, not chapters. They said to write down every question I got wrong. It took forever. I also had to sleep. I also had sleep problems during the first six months of studying, which really messed up my ability to study. I'm so stressed out and confused on how to digest the vast amount of information and retain it. I have a new job that starts soon, and I really wanted to have at least one CPA exam under my belt so I can start my new job with confidence. Yeah. So you want to pass as if you're waiting to start your your work. You want to pass ex as many exams as possible because you can take advantage of that, of that free time, uh, that free study time. And so, um, so Becker and Ninja, you wanna follow the, the Ninja study framework while using um, Becker. So nail the comps. So what you're struggling with is just getting through all of the information and, and you wanna get through far in seven weeks or less. And so what you wanna do is um, spend two weeks on the, on the Becker concepts, spend about, and then take notes, spend about two weeks on, um, so if this is your first time taking FAR, then you would use the Becker MCQ and take notes. If it's a retake, then for the non-stop multiple choice questions, you would use Ninja MCQ, um, take notes on your MCQ, then rewrite your notes, and then in your final review, you, you want to use your, your Ninja MCQ, get your trending score up to at least a 75 before you take your exam. And all the while you're reading the, the Ninja notes, you're listening to the Ninja audio. Um, the final week, you should watch the Ninja FAR cram. People really like the cram. If you want to substitute the Becker videos for Nail the Concepts, um, then you can watch the Ninja sparring videos instead. So um, the biggest takeaway here is if you find yourself getting bogged down in the material, like it's taking forever to get through the material, then set a budget, like a study budget. So 
I'm going to get through these videos in two weeks. And then after two weeks, you set them aside. It doesn't matter if you're still in chapter one. The most important aspect of the whole study program is the MCQ. So um, it's okay if you just kind of punt your videos, if you have to, I mean, it's not ideal. You can punt your videos and then jump into to the MCQ. And that's where, that's where the, the real learning happens. All right, if you're in the dojo chat, hit me up with a question or raise your hand if you wanna, if you wanna talk. I have a couple more questions and I'll get right to you. Laura says, I'm really struggling with passing the CPA exam. I'm not sure what I should do to pass. I started the exam process in November of 2020 and I've taken auditing, regulation, BEC thus far. I failed them all with 43, 64, and 71. I don't know what to do anymore. I hammer MCQ and listen to your audio and listen to your audio notes five times. For BEC, I read the entire book. I also started doing that with FAR, but I felt that I was not absorbing the information as well as I should um, with listening to your notes. Am I doing something wrong? Do you have any suggestions? Well, it doesn't say um, over what period of time you're studying, but you, def you definitely want to follow the Ninja study framework. And if you don't like the Ninja book, I mean, some people just hate books. Um, mm -hmm. As far as CPA review books go, you know, the, uh, the Ninja CPA review book, I would not call it entertaining by any means, but it's not as horrible as some. That's a good marketing uh, tagline. Not as horrible as most. Um, if you don't want to watch the, or read the Ninja book, then you can um, just watch sparring instead over, over the, the um, topical sparring sessions and nail the concepts that way and then jump into the MCQ and then make sure you watch your cram videos at the end. So make sure that you're, that you're using the Ninja framework, nail the concepts, intense notes. If you're not taking notes, make sure you are. Non-stop multiple choice questions. It's been about two weeks on the MCQ. Make sure you're taking notes over the MCQ. Get a legal pad. Just keep, start writing until your hand cramps up and then write some more. And then rewrite those notes. Take those long form scribbles and make them into short uh, hand fact nuggets. And then do your final review. So hope that's helpful. Paul writes in, hello, Jeff, I'm preparing to study for my third attempt at auditing. How would you recommend doing the SIMS versus MCQs? What sections of the MCQs are related to which auditing chapter? So I'll answer the first, the second question first. The, the MCQ are broken down according to the blueprint. Um, we did not break down the Ninja book according to the blueprint because in some exams, um, one topic will span a couple of different blueprint sections. And so um, it kind of made a nightmare for, for making a cohesive book because you'd have different sections of a topic in different chapters. So what we did was we made the Ninja book topical. And, and we actually started out making it according to the blueprint, like, eh, this is not helpful. So the you can find a topic in the, in the Ninja book and then find the, cor the corresponding topic in the blueprint. So that's how it's broken down. And third attempt at FAR, uh, Sims versus MCQ. So it's a classic question, how many Sims should I do? Uh, Sims are 50% of your score. They used to be only 30%. Um, back in my day, and um, I'm not a huge fan of of devoting a lot of time to simulations because you can practice um, 20 simulations and get maybe one of them on your exam, but it's a, it's a crapshoot. So what I typically recommend doing is um, spreading out the, do all of your MCQ and then maybe devote a Saturday to your simulations. And then, then that's it. And so like, just topically look at what you think 
the top five to 10 stems would be spend a boring afternoon, a boring Saturday, just knock it out. Make sure you do the AICPA sample exam. Make sure you do the AICPA sample simulation, particularly the research component. That's the most important aspect. And um, so, yeah, that's what I would do. 70%, 80%, MCQ, 20%, 30%, 20% SIMS max. That's the breakdown. All right, final question before we jump to the chat. So if you have a question for me in the chat, hit me up. Otherwise, this is going to be a short podcast. Raise your hand if you want to talk, talk with me as well. All right, here we go. Hi, Jeff. I did not pass far with the 74. I use the Ninja framework to the T in my mind. I have some holes, evidently, just trying to figure out how to mix my, how to fix my mistakes this time around. Okay, so far or 74 is the worst score in the world. I'm a two-time member of Club 74 myself. So um, 74 means that you're cruising along. Uh, you likely studied like you need to, except there's an area or two, maybe three, um, that you're weak in. So for me, I was club 74 with uh, regulation. I didn't want to study AMT, AMT because I hated it. Um, I hated it so much they took it off the exam. Uh, I didn't want to study light, light kind exchanges with a liability swap because it was complicated. And, you know, I'd, I'd rather just do you know, individual tax questions, easier stuff. <clears throat> it wasn't until my second 74, and then I lost my FAR credit. If you're gonna lose a, if you're gonna lose a CPA exam credit, FAR is not the one you wanna lose. Let me, let me tell you. <clears throat> um, and so I got my butt in gear and um, I did everything that I needed to do to get that 74 on regulation. And then um, I studied at AMT, I studied like kind exchanges. I'm sure there were some other weak areas and I made sure that I was super strong in those areas. And then I went in and took my exam and I scored a 92. Um, so, and not because I'm super smart, but tax happens, tax business law happens to be the subjects that come easiest to my brain. <clears throat> and so you score 74. That's the formula. Do everything, everything that you did and really for any retake, but especially a 74, do everything that you did to get that 74 and um, those two or three areas that you're weak on, hit those super hard. All right, what's up everyone in the chat? If you, if you have a question you want me to answer, let me know. If you, if you raise your hand, I'll put you on live. So at least let me know that you're out there and uh, you're having a great day. Lindsay writes in in the dojo chat. Hi, Jeff. I passed auditing BEC and regulation with Ninja. I failed far several times, most recently with a 74 and lost two credits. Oh. Auditing and BEC, I was pretty upset. Losing have been having trouble buckling down for the far retake. Okay. So when I got my 74 on regulation, my, my second 74 on regulation, I lost my far credit. And that was almost like, losing two exam credits. So it's not quite in your, what, what you're talking about, but it's close because uh, one more point and I would have passed the CPA exam. I've been done. Just one more point. Um, because I scored a 74 and not a 75, I went from having four exams passed down to two exams passed. So it's kind of like losing two. <sighs> I can tell you, um, that I felt really sorry for myself for a good, at least week. And you go through the range of emotions, like, man, the AICPA hates me. I'm not cut out for this. Um, 
and even like to this day um <laughs> i have i have two recurring dreams i have them probably quarterly twice a year one dream i'm back in college and i'm like a super senior i'm like a sixth year and no one no one i know is on campus and so i'm like i'm like that old guy at the bar like whose friends have long since passed and gone on to real life. And uh, I'm that guy that can't quite quit college. <clears throat> and then come to find out, I forgot to go to class all semester and then I have to take it again. Yeah, so I have that dream. And then I have the dream where I can't pass my final section of the exam. And um, both of those are nightmares. <laughs> so anyway, random tangent. So losing those two exam sections like was not fun and it obviously had an impact on me today still dreaming about it <laughs> what i had to do and i think what you have to do in order to recover from this you it's all about your about your perspective you can either look at it like you've lost two sections or you can look at it like hey i've passed two sections think about how many people even people here who are listening to this podcast in the chat, how many people would pay a large sum of money to have two exam sections done? Okay, quite a few. So you have to look at it a, from a glass half full perspective. Otherwise, you're just gonna drive yourself insane and you're just going to perpetually wallow in this self-pity like I did. And I eventually had to say, hey, the ASCPA doesn't hate me. I, I need to study more. The ASCPA doesn't hate me. I need to study differently. And um, so I had passed auditing and BEC. Okay, I passed auditing and BEC. Now I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to go retake regulation 74, 74, 92. I'm going to repass far which i'd already passed and then i did that on my next try with my new study motivation study plan use the ninja framework that's how i made it um and so i helped passing or losing two credits horrible um you're there's probably a small percentage of people out there who can identify with that um there's a lot of people who, who can identify with a 74, even fewer who can identify with losing one section, even fewer can identify with losing two sections. And so you're in a unique camp, but you'll be fine. Just, it's all about your perspective. I hope that's helpful. Pascal, hope I said that right. I'm getting ready to retake my exams after losing I have my BEC and on credit. Uh, are you, it's interesting, we have two back-to-back -back BEC and odd credit losses. I just said it's very unique and back-to-back. -back. <clears throat> are you a believer in any specific order of taking a test? No, but I do think that there is some rhyme and reason. Um, I mean, all else being equal, I think you should take FAR first. Um, I just think it's a good idea to get the beast out of the way because, you know, if you pass BEC auditing and regulation, you're always going to have, oh crap, I've got to pass far now. Like that's the one everyone hates. It's the hardest one, which I think it is. And man, I did all this work and I could look, what if I can't pass far? You will, you will pass far, but I would just from a, just from a, a mental perspective, I would pass far first. And then it gets into um, which exam comes after far and auditing, uh, you know, far is everything that goes into the financial statements. Auditing is uh, auditing those financial statements. So there's obviously overlap. Uh, regulation, there's a little bit of overlap with deferred taxes. Um, I can't remember if I understood deferred taxes better in FAR because I took reg or, but I, I understood one better after taking the other. <laughs> so um, it must've been that I understood deferred taxes better in regulation because I already passed FAR once. Um, 
so there's some overlap there and BEC is just you know crazy town it's the town BEC is the town drunk <laughs> it's just a mix of everything that everyone hated so so I, I would do um audit or far auditing regulation BEC with the exception if there is an exam changing soon um, or if tax law is getting ready to change, which is which tax law changes on the CPA exam typically in a normal year, uh, July. So um, that's the only exception. If there's an exam that's getting ready to change, then maybe take the old version first. So hope that's helpful. <clears throat> JV had a study for two sections at the same time. Well, I also tried to study for two CPA exam sections at the same time, and it did not go well. Um, so what happens is, or from, from my perspective, I focused like 90% on one of them and 10% on the other. Um, and I actually took them both, both exams the same day. So it's like, um, I think I took like auditing at 8 a.m. And then I took... BEC at three o'clock or something, or, or maybe I had like a break. I remember I had like an hour or two break and I would just like crammed real fast. And, um, and so study for two sections on the, the only people who should study for two sections on the, of the CPA exam at the same time are international students who have to travel. Now there's more and more. So NASBA, Prometric, AICPA, they're opening up more and more international exam testing centers. So fewer and fewer CPA candidates need to travel now. And so the only people who I think should take two sections at the same time are people who have to travel because it's expensive, hotels, flights, all of that. <clears throat> um, with, with the new CPA exam, like you know the computerized exam, which has been around since whatever, 03, especially with continuous testing, which has been around since like last several months. Um, I don't see any reason why you should take, why you should study for two sections at the same time. Even if your NTS is expiring, which could be the case as well. Like, <clears throat> um, I would rather study hundred percent for one <clears throat> and then just go in, just kind of Give the old, give it the old college try. I mean, shoot, I think you could probably watch the, the Ninja Cram, and you know, two days before that, that you know, that YOLO exam <laughs> that you didn't study for, uh, I would do that just to go in and see what it's like. I mean, hey, it's like a free test run. I mean, it's not free, but you've already paid for it. Might as well take it. So I don't have a good answer for studying for two sections at once because um, I, I personally did not do a good job of that. So I don't have a good study plan for it and I don't recommend it. All right, any more questions in the chat or raise your hand if you wanna talk with me and I'll unmute you. Going once. All right, Albert, let's see. Albert. Hey, you hear me? Yeah. How's it going? How you doing? How are you? I'm okay. Um, I had a couple of questions from last week I submitted. I'm not sure. I'm trying to see if the recording was up somewhere or, or the question was answered, but I guess I'll ask it again. Um, I've been, you know, participating in the sparings with uh, Ninja Mike a lot. Uh, I've taken, you know, auditing maybe three or four times already, scoring 73s down the line, 71, 73. Um, I just took it last, uh, not last week, this past uh, Monday, waiting for my score for next week. I wanted to see my approach for the next, you know, what, sh what should I be doing for the next week? I'm not really sure. I felt pretty good with the Sims, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, you know, the second set of multiple choice were harder or easier and, you know. Okay, so you've taken auditing, what, three or four times now? Yeah, I cleared far back in August. So I'm really, you know, I have to get auditing out of the way to get into reg and uh, BEC. 
That's a little bit stressful also. Okay, so you, just, just to clarify, you have an upcoming exam or you, or you recently took one? I recently took one Monday, the 7th or the 6th of uh, December. Okay, so let's approach it like you passed. Is that fair? I'm hoping yes. <laughs> let's, let's. Okay. So then, so so then, really, really, the question is, what's what should you do next? Um, well, we'll cover both. So um, you'll need to take obviously BEC or regulation next. Right. Which one? Which one are you leaning towards? Um, I'm thinking regulation, and you just said it a few minutes ago that you know things get changed during uh, the July, June, July. So I guess I can give myself some time to get regulation, and then I'll just you know get BEC done. Yeah. Um, so I would start studying for regulation now, and even on school release. If you end up coming coming up short, hopefully not. Let's just play out that scenario. <clears throat> um, I would still stick with regulation because if you take an auditing a few times, you likely need a mental break from it because um, you would need to restudy from the beginning anyway because that's the surest way to score lower than before is to cram, is just to cram and go back in there. So you would need to go through a full audit study program regimen anyway. So I would get regulation out of the way. So it's uh, December 9th. Um, so I'd try to take regulation at the end of January because you have, you have Christmas and New Year's to deal with. And you may or may not get some studying done. I don't know. Um, so I would... I would just schedule your, your regulation exam for like, you know, January 30th or whatever the date might be. I would just schedule it now and stick to regulation no matter what. And then hope for the best on, on exam day, which is going to be on this 16th. I'm just so maybe that's the 15th, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would, I would just go full bore into uh, regulation for now. Right. Do you believe in overstudying like during the day? Because I don't really work, so I'm really like studying full time. Is is that a problem that many people have also? I don't know. Maybe. Well, so I believe in in uh, diminishing returns for for study. I mean, you know, you study 13 hours a day. Those the final five hours probably aren't worth much. Um, so while studying full-time has its advantages it also has its disadvantages because it's really easy to become distracted like um you can start to justify hey you know what i think i'll take today off i think i'll watch uh you know season three of breaking bad on netflix <laughs> instead uh and so it's really important if you're studying full-time to to treat it like a full-time job so I would, I would physically leave the house every day if you can. Mm -hmm. Or at least go into a different room of your house so that when you're in, you know, the spared bedroom or whatever, that's, that's CPA exam time. You know, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's no Netflix going on in there. Um, and then I would only... I'd study a max of, of eight hours a day, eight hours a day, five days a week. That's 40 hours of study time a week. Um, man, after three or four weeks, I'd be back in there taking your exam. So, so for you, you really should study four weeks, not seven. So instead of the end of, instead of, the end of January, beginning of January, like January 12th. Right, right. And, uh, and I'm really going through the holidays, so I'm not going to be like, uh, you know, so sidetracked. That's not going to really stop me. I'm, you know, it's just going to be a couple hours and that's it. It's not going to consume much of my time. Yep, that's what I would do. I would, 
I would schedule your exam today for January 12th or whatever. I mean, that's, that's a little more than four weeks from now. It gives you some flex for the holidays, but that's what I would do. And, and studying full-time, it's really a mental shift. Right. And I just go through the sparing, like the way Ninja Mike did it. That's like the order I should be doing. So are you going Ninja only? Um, I mean, I, I have the Beckers in my, in my hands anyways. I had it before I discovered Ninja. So it's, it's a useful uh, tool that I can use, but I, I can do Ninja only. It doesn't really, you know. Have you been, have you been doing Ninja only for your other auditing exams? Uh, when I when I cleared FAR, it took me a while to clear FAR, and then when I got into Ninja, you know, I I, I was scoring more of the 68s and above. Before that, uh, I wasn't even close to that. So Ninja really helped. Oh, good. <sighs> okay. Um. So the question is, do you want to watch your Becker lectures or do you want to watch sparring for nail the concepts? I think it would be more like a sparing would be more uh, understandable for me. Okay. Um, I would, so, I mean, we've done so many sparring sessions that we've, we've like taken like the best ones and topically and like, boom, that's a, that's the topic list. I would, I would just go through them. So for, um, so for, for auditing, I think I think it's a, it's a good idea to understand like um, internal control as like the foundation of everything. Um, but for regulation, it doesn't matter. Um, each each topic stands on its own individual law or individual tax, partnership tax, corp tax. Uh, I would just I would, I would start with tax, and then I would do business law. Make sure you take, and it doesn't matter which order of tax. Eh, individual tax, partnership tax. Corp tax, S corp tax, um, et cetera, transactions. And I would do that. Then I would do business law, take notes. For you, studying four weeks, I mean, you should get through all of your sparring videos in 10 days. And then 10 days over MCQ, taking notes. Do them topically and spend three days rewriting your notes and another what five or six days reviewing so for you that's what i would do mm-hmm. does that sound like a reasonable study plan yeah for sure i'm going to give it a shot <clears throat> all right well i look forward to hearing you in a few weeks Tell me how it's going, or you can hop on at any time, okay? All right, thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Sure, thanks, Albert. All right, if you have a question in the chat, or if you want to raise your hand, we can talk, and otherwise we'll sign off. Let me know. going once hi can you hear me hey danny how are you good how you doing um good. i just had a i just wanted to like kind of review my like study plan and see like what you thought about it i've been using ninja for i started in about july august um i just graduated uh in the spring so like i'm not in a real rush right now i'm kind of more of a like I'm studying and working full-time right now. So I'm trying to get in at least 20, 20, 30 hours as much as I can during the week. Um, I started with the plan. I like wrote all the notes out. I did everything like the Ninja, the formula. And right now I've just been kind of going through the topics of the FAR and cramming, like not cramming, but doing as much multiple choice as I can to try and get the, the question, kind of like how the questions are going and how they'll be set up on the test. Um, I've been... I'm trying to like I'm trying to get all the multiple choice down and then hit the sims and then see where I go from there. But I had a plan of trying to do the far, get as much as I can like a groundwork done and then maybe like doing one more topic. So when I actually go into the far, I don't have to like rush through all four. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Like I wanted to 
just get the FAR done, like study, get a groundwork done, and then maybe like do auditing next, get the groundwork done. And then when I'm finally wanting to take the FAR, maybe in the summer, I'll go back to it like a month before and do a whole thing. I'm not sure if that's a good idea or a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea because you're going to get burned out. Okay. <laughs> like you're going to like when you come back to it in the summer, you're just going to hate the material so much because you've already been through it that you're not okay. going to want to study it. Um, are you not able to take the exam right now? Um, no, I could. I just, I, right now, I mean, I feel like I need definitely more studying. Like, I don't think I'm confident enough in the material to like go take the test yet. So I'm, I'm trying to like, just, I've been, I've been kind of like changing up how I've been like approaching the multiple choice questions and then the Sims to see like what method works best for me. Like I just, I've been trying to break it down topic by topic instead of like hitting it as a whole. And it's just been, it's just a lot of material and I'm trying to like my best to like get the everything down on a, you know? Yeah. So I view studying for the CPA exam as like, kind of a wave that just starts real small and then it gets real big and then it crashes. Um, basically you want to cram as much of information into your head as you can go in and barf it out when you know it, like when you're at peak comprehension and then you'll likely forget a lot of it. I mean, which is okay because yeah, unless you're going to work in not-for-profit accounting, you don't need to know not-for-profit accounting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to audit a not-for-profit, then you, then you need to obviously be an expert on not-for-profit. <clears throat> um, but if you're gonna be a tax accountant, like you don't need that. So, yeah. so uh, what I recommend is, is basically following the Ninja framework, which is like, get through all of the conceptual material in a very short amount of time, then get through all of the questions in a very short amount of time, then rewrite your notes and then review and then go take your exam. And if, if you kind of just do it bit by bit, sim by sim, like you, you don't have this, you're not building this, <clears throat> this cohesive body of knowledge. And um, I think that's a recipe for, for failure and studying studying this way could end up giving you a bad result <clears throat> on exam day and causing you to think that you're not smart enough or maybe it's not cut out for you. And really it's, really it's just the way that you studied. So um, are you going ninja only or are you studying with another I'm, course? I'm, I'm ninja only right now. Okay. Do you want to nail the concepts with a ninja book or do you want to watch the sparring videos? I, I think sparring, like for me, I'm like, I don't learn very well. Like I, I did all the note-taking, I rewrote, you know, I'm just not a very good, um, I don't really, I know it's more about like writing and rewriting and it just, it kind of sticks in your mind. It's just not the, for me, I'm more of like a, a visual, like audio. And especially when I listen to like your, your audio books, a lot of like the stuff like about leases and a lot of that stuff, like very, like it was, it was so much easier for me to understand instead of like, when I was writing it out in the, in the book, you know what I mean? It was just way easier, like audio wise and seeing the questions and doing the questions over and over again. Okay. So it sounds like, have, have you been through all of the sparring lectures already? Um, honestly, I haven't, I haven't got a chance to watch a lot. I'm, I'm trying mm -hmm. to, that's why I joined today. Cause it's my first time joining like one of the, the zooms. I wanted to just try and get an idea yep. of like, I, yep. I, every mm -hmm. time I see, I, I see, I get your emails and I'm always at like work or always doing something. <laughs> I never get a chance to join and I'm always like, I want to watch it later. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't do these at an ideal time. I get that. Um, I would, I would start over today and I would, I would get through all of the sparring videos in about 10 days, two weeks and take notes and then jump into the MCQ for about 10 days and take notes. Cause you're studying full-time. You're just like Albert who we had on um, and take notes over your MCQ and then rewrite your notes. And then your final week, I would obviously do a lot of multiple choice questions starting with your weaker topics. I would watch the, the far cram and then I'd go in and take your exam. And 
<clears throat> just like Albert, I'd be taking your exam here in a little over four weeks. All right. I mean, right now, I'm just right now. I, I'm. I think. I. I think it's a good idea to definitely like start over, get the sparring done. Because right now I'm working, so I, I. Ideally, I'm only getting maybe 20 hours a week. I can actually study, as much 20 ish. Okay. So I'm. I think like ideally, like my original plan. I switched it up so many times. Like I wanted to hit the far in like early spring, like maybe like February, March ish whenever I could even like, you know, I get everything done and I can schedule it um, and then go from there. But I think, I think starting over would be a good idea. Cause I feel like I'm in a rut now where I'm kind of just like hitting MCQs as much as I can. And I'm not like, I'm just kind of okay. rinse and repeat right now. Okay. Sorry. I thought, I thought you were studying full time. Um, no, no, it's fine. So if, if you're working, so 20 hours a week is, <clears throat> That's about what, what you should be doing if you're studying, if you're working full-time. So for FAR, then I would take the exam at the end of January. Okay. And the most important thing is just to have a, a cohesive study plan, like basically a system. The most important thing is, is, is the system and just continuity day after day. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, okay. that's what I would do. All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Danny. All right, Lindsay in the dojo chat. How much time should we spend on reviewing the explanations for questions we missed in Ninja? I have reviewed them and written them out along with the question and feel that takes a lot of time. I'm not sure if we should just gloss over the explanations or move into the other MCQ. Um, no, don't don't write out the ex the, the explanation, but like whatever the, the, the bullet point is, I used to call them ninja nuggets, but it kind of sounds sound like poop. So your, your ninja nuggets. Um, uh, so like whatever the core concept that the question was asking, write that down in a bullet point. Um, and each, each explanation could actually have two, three, four of them. So it's like, this is why this one's correct, bullet point. And this is why these are incorrect. Some of them are like, it's incorrect because it's incorrect. Because <laughs> you can't always write a good explanation. But um, why one in particular was incorrect because it's actually bullet point. And so just make your bullet points like that. Hope that's helpful. Albert says, are these Zoom meetings recorded or posted on the another 71 site? Yeah, they'll be they'll be posted on, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. <clears throat> if you want to connect, connect with me on, on LinkedIn, I'm a very friendly guy. <clears throat> so another 71 or LinkedIn forward slash another 71, whatever it is. But I, I post them all over my social. So our CPA exam Facebook group, uh, another 71 Facebook, LinkedIn, um, CPA exam ninjas YouTube channel, <clears throat> but um, if you're if you're a, a ninja member, I always send or I've been sending links out. So, yep, you can watch the replays. Juliana says in the dojo chat, I have an NTS expiring uh, here in about five or six weeks with Autodine and regulation. It's a retake for auditing and my first time taking reg. Fell behind in my studies because of health issues. Not sure what the best thing is to do. Scored 58 my first time. Okay, so you're up, you're up against it with an NTS. And um, yeah, this is why I, I recommend only doing one NTS, like one section of NTS at a time. <laughs> Back in the day, uh, I signed up for all four at once and then I had to take all four but before I could retake one that wasn't fun uh all right so I would pick one of those exams and hit it really hard you scored 58 on auditing um that really doesn't factor into this decision because there's not a lot of continuity there from that last exam so 
um, pick auditing or regulation four weeks. I, I do auditing regulation. I'd, I'd rather you have like a good seven weeks. So hit auditing and just give it all you got and regulation. You can either just let it drop off or <clears throat> I, I guess I would probably actually schedule it. I mean, <laughs> what an awful use of four hours going into Prometric when you know it doesn't, when you know you're going to fail and taking the most boring exam on earth. That's, that does not sound like fun to me. I'd probably rather have a root canal. I would probably literally rather have a root canal than do that. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I'd pick auditing, pick auditing, go pass it and, you know, check that one off. And then, I mean, really what we're talking here is another $250, $300 for another NTS for regulation. It's not fun. There's a million other things you'd rather spend $250, $300 on. I get it. Um, but uh, that's what I would do. I hope that's helpful. Christina says in the dojo chat, hi, Jeff, thanks for doing these sessions. Glad no stitches were needed yesterday. Yeah, so for those of you who work at home, you know all about <laughs> trying to do anything. And uh, I just fired up the dojo and, and was doing the podcast and got a knock on my window. Dad, dad, such and such is my six-year-old son. Uh, he needed stitches. He's bleeding. Mom says, come. <laughs> well, <laughs> when mom says, come, okay, I'm out of here. Um, so, but uh, thankfully, with our phones, sent a picture. I mean, it had stopped bleeding. It's like, eh, do we really need stitches? Doc said no. Do a little home, home glue job, and we're good. So yeah, thanks, Christina. All right. Well, that that about does it. Last call. Anyone want to raise their hand in chat or post in the chat? Going once. All right, well, thanks everyone for, for joining in and, and chatting with me and uh, I appreciate it. Well, that does it for this episode. If you want the Ninja Study Planner, go to another71.com forward slash free and I'll throw in some Ninja goodies for you, free audios, notes, and such. Again, if you have a question for the podcast, drop it in the comments below or simply tell me that you liked, loved, or even hated the show. I welcome it all. <clears throat> you can email me at jeff at another71.com. Until next time, be good, take care, and I will talk to you soon.